All right, welcome back to the Retro Resolutions Podcast. I'm Dylan. This is Matt. And today we are going to talk about fan projects. Uh, I believe this is episode 19. Nice. Yeah, and so episode 19, fan projects. Uh, We'll elaborate on what that means in just a little bit, but before we do that, as always, I want to talk about what we've been playing lately. It's been a while since we recorded uh, an episode. So uh, what have you been playing lately, Matt? So uh, the game that I've been playing lately is uh, I've been setting up some of my uh, retro games and uh, using uh, Emu or Emu deck uh, on the Steam deck. Yeah. And uh, which has been a lot of fun. I think. Uh, especially for games that are not available on the Mister, uh, it is uh, becoming one, uh, one of my uh, first choices to use. Mm. Is the is the retro or is the Steam Deck? And uh, anyway, uh, I have been playing some Saturn games, which has been a lot of fun. And uh, in uh, with our theme, which we'll explain a little bit more, as you said, in a bit. Uh, I wanted to do a fan translated game. And so uh, I had hoped uh, you and I had had a call uh, a week ago and uh, I had hoped to, I thought, okay, I am going to fool Dylan. I mean, he's, he's not going to know this because he was like, he was like in diapers or something when this game came out. So (laughs) it's like, you know, he's not going to know this game. And so I was super excited because I knew you knew the theme song a little bit, but I didn't realize that this had, this is where that original uh, sound had come from, which is the Kojima sound. And uh, uh, nope, you guessed it. Uh, you guessed it first right try. Away. That's right. Yeah. First try. You knew it. Like you're like. So are you? Are you playing? Police knots. Police knots. I almost said moon knots. Police knots. And yeah, you got it. First try. You knew it. And uh, so I, I was, I was, I was very impressed. Actually, <laughs> I wasn't even, I wasn't even bummed. I was like, all right, if he can guess Police Knots, uh, which of course came out on the PlayStation and the Saturn in Japan, uh, did not come to the U.S. Uh, as far as I know, I don't think it came out even as a uh, later I think on. Th- there has never no, been an official that, release of Police. No, Knots I don't in think the there US, is. Or... Yeah. And so I thought this is going to be a fun game. It's a, it's a, you know, it's a really, it's an earlier Kojima game. It's a point and click, which man, I grew up with point and click type games on the computer. So mm-hmm. I thought this is going to be a lot of fun. Me and, too. Uh, I played a lot of putt-putt, you know? Oh yeah. Putt-putt. Totally. <laughs> great, great stuff. This is like kids. Yeah. For, for yeah. what yeah, kids like educational games almost yeah yeah you know for me of course the classic it it was kind of a word slash uh click game was the was the trek across america what was that one called uh oh the oregon trail the oregon trail yeah Yeah, that was like on every computer oh well you were in idaho so that okay it makes sense that the oregon trail didn't come immediately to mind for you exactly i grew up in as an oregonian that would have been a fail yes the oregon trail (laughs) is like what they teach you for history every single year in school yeah it's you know and that's so interesting because yeah you know uh i'll be honest uh if we talked about the oregon trail it was more about in 
the different uh, like religious groups that traveled through on the Oregon mm-hmm. Trail and things like that. Uh, and so, yeah, small town Idaho, no. But we did have that game everywhere. Uh, and uh, anyway, Police Knots, great game. Uh, it's got some interesting factors to it. Uh, but uh, I'm really enjoying it. Uh, you know, the, the 90s anime movie clips uh, in certain scenes. I mean, they're, they're not well done by any means, but they're definitely 90s anime. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, so I've been, I've been having fun playing Police Knots. I'm still playing it. Uh, hopefully I'll actually get through it. So we'll see. How about you? What game have you been playing? Uh, you know, I've been trucking away on... Um... Uh, Kingdom Hearts uh, is kind of like our family time video game that we've been playing in our house. Uh, and what have you been playing it on? On the PlayStation 3. Uh, oh. They re-released it as an HD. Kingdom Hearts is ridiculous. Kingdom Hearts, <laughs> uh, uh, it's like a rule for the franchise that they have to name everything ridiculous. Oh, no. Um, so... On the PS3, and I guess on the PS4 also, they, they re-released it on the PS3 like 10 years after, so in like 2011 or 2012 maybe, they had, they had re-released Kingdom Hearts in like a collection where uh, they did Kingdom Hearts 1 and uh, the Game Boy follow-up that was supposed to be the thing between the Game Boy Advance follow-up that was between one and two uh that had actually been ported to the PS2 uh so it's like slightly different uh than the Game Boy game because it's like a 3D world yeah they make it so complicated and then they put the they put they put the uh cut scenes from I think the DS game on oh, a single wow. disc, they had like remastered the cutscenes and put them on the disc. So it's two games and some cutscenes, and the the disc's name is the Kingdom Hearts 1.5 HD Remix. Wow! And that's the one that's on the the PS3. Uh, well, no, because they also did the Kingdom <laughs> Hearts 2.5 HD Remix, and it had oh, Kingdom wow. Hearts 2 remix or the the final mix actually is what they called kingdom hearts one and two's like hd wow. re-releases is the final mix version and, and was that the 3ds content, content? No, kingdom hearts, kingdom, so kingdom hearts, yeah wait no yeah the kingdom hearts 2.5 includes kingdom hearts 2 and okay. the psp game which was called wow. birth by sleep and then the cut scenes i think from the 3ds game that was called Dream Drop Distance. Kingdom Hearts is ridiculous. Wow, what a that's a mess, honestly. Oh yeah, like, and... I'm, I'm glad you explained it to me because I had asked you earlier, you know, like, hey, if I were going to play one, which one should I play? Man, I wouldn't know what to pick if I'd looked that system up. I mean, that would have just blown my so mind. I, the the PS4 release combined the two discs that they did on the PS3. Wow. And it, they re-released it as the Kingdom Hearts. 1.5 plus 2.5 HD remix, and it includes all of those on a single package. Nice. Oh, that's cool. Uh, but because the Kingdom Hearts franchise is absolutely insane, even and, buying and that it, it, doesn't include all of the stuff that they have made for this franchise. <laughs> that's and, like and, the most comprehensive option. 
and what's the storyline? I mean, what's is it? It's an RPG, right? Yeah, it's an action RPG. Action RPG. The the idea is that they mashed up Final Fantasy and Disney. Disney characters. That's. I was like, like Donald Duck was there somewhere. Yeah, yeah. You're like a new, unique character who's not from a previous Final Fantasy game or from any Disney project. And uh, you like the, the 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 enemies are called heartless and so the the heartless have have started to invade worlds and they've broken down the barriers that separates basically separates the multiverse <laughs> and wow. uh, they don't they don't use the word multiverse they just call them worlds and there's like barriers between worlds that have been severed and so now you can go on this adventure and visit all these different disney worlds Wow. with your friends donald and goofy uh that you did you weren't friends with prior to the story of the game you just you meet you bump into them and then decide into the game. yeah and then they then they become your friends and then you just go to the, visit all these disney worlds to try and save them from the bad guys wow um and the, the story is nuts because there's like it look man it, it's impossible the story is absolutely incomprehensible it sounds uh, well. It, just the fact that you're like introducing new characters from Final Fantasy plus Disney, yeah, so like, together. Yeah, so wow. like there's like Cloud Strife and Leon f- from uh, Final Fantasy VIII, yeah, and uh, and Aerith and Tifa and uh, oh, Tifa. yeah, sure, and Yuffie. They're all there. Oh, Yuffie's there. Wow. Yeah, right. uh, and then. Um, and then of course, like the Disney characters from the worlds you visit. So you go to like Halloween town and, and Agrabah and Atlantis and crazy Atlantica, Atlantica. not Atlantis. Cause Atlantis is a Disney movie. It <laughs> is. And there's this, the little mermaid, you go to the little, little mermaid. Um, you don't go oh, to Atlantis. Really? Yeah. Wow. Uh, anyway, and, and this is a family time game. Yeah. Uh, does your family enjoy it? Yeah, oh, the kids like love, love it. it. They love it. Uh and so yeah, we we just finished. We just wrapped up Kingdom Hearts 1. Wow. And we moved straight on to Kingdom Hearts 2 because uh Julia, my wife really wanted to play that one. Um, cuz it, it is a be- that one's a better playing game for Number sure. Number 2. Number 2. Uh that yeah. is the where the story gets well, basically, the first the first game, the story is like okay, I can kind of basically it's fine. But two is weird. But but every game after that, they go absolutely bananas. And um, <laughs> anyway, you know, it's it's a, it's an alright game, and I consider it retro because the, the first oh, game came yeah. out in two thousand one right. or two or whatever. Uh, and then even playing it on the PS three is kind of retro. Um, I, I was going to say, it's kind of crazy how you're playing. And that's something I was thinking about the other day was I was like, man, even, you know, HD ones from, yeah. you know, Xbox One are, are kind of retro now. You know, yeah. it's like, I'm, I'm, it's nuts. That... And uh, so here's here's how you can, you know, that it's truly a retro experience. Okay. I, we, I finished it. Uh and I, I got, I was, I was hoping to get my precious trophy for finishing the game. And yeah, the last, the last save point 
there's like you know there's like a, it has even back then in 2002 or whatever they had those messages that say like this is the point of no return make uh, sure yep. you've done everything you want to do because this, this is the is end of the game this, yep uh so i i got I, the final save point after that is like at least an hour's worth of just boss fight it's just wow. one multi-stage wow. boss fight it's the same character but it's you know it evolves over time and, and sure. it's a big final yeah. fantasy type boss fight at the exactly. end exactly exactly and uh so i got through all this stuff we watched the silly cut scenes at the end and we got to the very end where it was it was gonna load from the like uh it was gonna switch from the ren the game render to, to a pre-rendered pre -rendered cutscene, yeah. Yes. And so it went black and went to load the pre-rendered cutscene. No. And it just it took a little while. Ugh. And my son turns to me and he goes, "Is this supposed to be doing that?" And I was like, "Oh, it's loading." And it took a little longer, and I was like, "Uh oh." No. It crashed. It crashed loading the pre-rendered oh. cutscene. It's not even a long cutscene. It's like three minutes. What in the world? And, and so Ooh. I didn't get my trophy. No trophy after an hour boss fight. Yeah, it was so oh. upsetting. I probably will suffer through that final I was boss say, fight. If again I had just to bet, you're gonna, you're gonna still do it. Yes, <laughs> for your for your trophy. Uh, before before we jump in though to yeah. uh, our our main uh, topic, I have a thing I want to show you. I I just. I have I've made the mistake of following uh, Wario sixty four on Twitter. And Wario sixty four is basically just a guy who tweets deals oh. uh, that are happening. Oh, and he no. tweeted that this controller that I have had my uh, not like seriously had my eye on. I just knew it existed. Yeah. Um, he tweeted that it was on sale for like thirty percent off. Oh. And I just I was like I want it. I want it. It's so cool <laughs> and stupid. So I went and I bought this controller. Oh no Do you way! See it? Yes, it's it like is the original Xbox fatty, the, the Duke, the Duke, yes, the Duke. And it's got um, the so, twenty. How yeah, did so you? It's got a twentieth anniversary. And here's the thing: let me plug it in for you because it's yeah. it's way too Ooh. cool. Did you know this existed? I don't think I did. No, I didn't. What? So check it out. Check it out. No. Yeah, look at that. Oh, Isn't that crazy? I want that controller. That is amazing. So it's the Duke, but yes. it is it is a modern remake oh. of the Duke with a USB-C cable and the, the jewel in the center, instead yes. of being just a plastic Xbox logo, has a screen. And it loads oh. the original Xbox, uh, like... Ooh boot Wrong. video yeah where it's got the like orb of goo kind of the bio the boot you know yeah, yeah. uh oh, and it I, is how much did you may I ask how much you paid yeah yeah, yeah. it was so it was on sale for 30 percent off which means i spent 60 dollars oh which is a little bit much but, but still, it is fully it's fully compatible with windows and xbox series s it, and now x. is it uh wireless it and wired or just only wired, wired gotcha so that's the biggest downside to it is that it is a wired only controller which you know i i like wired but i, I like having the 
gosh dang i i, I still want it that thing's I so know. cool that uh, it's, I, it's really cool you were saying that was silly but i i have to say well, it is though it is the duke is a silly controller oh, that's way it, too big and i do yes. like it i think it's yes. i think it's a fine controller it is a fine, honestly it is yeah uh obviously controllers now are better but yeah. i think it's a fine controller from history yeah. i mean it's better than the dreamcast which was the yes. nearest yes. controller better in style i would say to the Duke. yeah i agree yeah uh, yeah. you know, the one thing about the, you know, the only reason I, I would say I liked the Dreamcast, of course, was the LCD screen and the little, you know, oh, the VMUs. Yeah. The VMUs. You know, that was the one, but that little screen right there with the boot. Oh man, that is so cool. And it's a, it is Love the it. button. It is the Xbox jewel. It button. actually works as the button. Yeah. That's so cool. So you can like wake your Xbox. I had no idea that existed. It's That's so amazing. silly. Uh, but I love it. It's a full I, Xbox Series S controller, which is what I, you know, my Series S sits up here on my desk. So the, the wire isn't that bad. And it's, it comes with a very nice USB-C cable. Uh, it's like a green braided. That is a, yeah, that's quality. It's nice. That's it's nice. Like, it's six yeah. feet too. It's, it's, a, it's a long one. I feel, you know, I have to say that makes me feel so much better about my uh, uh, Audio Technica hamburger uh, record. <laughs> Uh, player yeah. purchase. it's a portable record player and honestly i'm gonna play christmas records at my parents house with it uh but that's about as portable as it's gonna get it's probably gonna sit up here on in this in my computer hey, area if you take it somewhere and use it that seems like a pretty good actually like, i think not a complete waste no no i definitely yeah. will use it i mean yeah that's good you know obviously i've got a wonderful amazing record player in, in uh where i normally listen to records but uh it was a totally silly purchase. You know, I didn't fully need it, but now I feel better because <laughs> you and I have that same thing where it's like, ah, it's silly, but I want it. I got to get it. That's awesome. Love it. Uh, all right. So let's get into our main topic, yeah, which yeah, I just wanted to, topic. I don't know how long this one's going to last us. Cause to be honest, I know there were more, way more fan projects than yeah. uh, I have experience with. Um, and I just kind of wanted to touch on them. So I don't know. I don't know. We'll, we'll see how long it goes. It's not that yeah. big of a deal. But uh, uh, the idea was I wanted to talk about um, anything that can go under the umbrella of fan projects. So my thought is, and we'll, we'll get into more detail on each of these, but I'm, I'm talking about like yeah. fan translations like Mother 3 or yes. Live Alive or like you said, you did Police Knots. Yep. Uh, fan translations is one category of fan projects that I think is fun to talk about. Um, other fan projects that I like are um, ROM hacks or, uh, well, yeah, I guess those are basically ROM hacks or fan games like um, yep. the Pokemon ones. They're like crazy pokemon rom hacks and unreal fan games it. where yep. people like make new pokemon new regions new yep. stories those are really cool absolutely um, and then there's there's like fan remakes so the one specifically that i have experience with that i think is that i want to talk about is um another metroid 2 remake mm, uh right. am2r as it is known um yeah it's real good uh and then um uh, what was the last category? Oh, no. Well, there was one category that I wanted to add. Yeah, go ahead. Undubs. 
Undubs. Okay. And I'll explain that once we get yeah. to that category. Yeah. But and then, you know, and then the last category of fan projects I wanted to cover was uh, um, uh, like fan ports or decompilations, which result in ports. Because um, right now, you know, the big ones are like Super Mario 64 got decompiled. Oh, and, yes. And yeah. Like reverse engineering and then yeah. making new versions after they were, they've been decompiled or yeah whatever. and gotcha. then there's 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 new uh like they're they are mods but they're like a different kind of mod because they can come from source that has been decompiled yes um yeah. so like for mario 64 for example there is um uh i think it's called sm96 uh, and it's basically yeah. they've they've got or no it's render ninety six, mm. and they they basically have have re rendered Mario sixty four in the style of the like marketing material renders of Super Mario sixty four. So wow. Anyway, um, let's first start start off with. Uh, Fan translations, because you, you played Police Knots. I've played some yep. uh, 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 Mother 3, I think, is the one I've got the most experience with. Yeah, yes. Uh, so you, you've been playing Mother or, uh, uh, Police Knots recently. How has that yeah. fan translation been? Uh, fantastic. Like, very good. I, and, you know, uh, the game... And I tried to look for somebody to give credit to because uh, it's been out for a long time and I uh, and there's quite a few revisions out there. So unfortunately, I couldn't find who uh, had translated the one that I had played uh, or the version of, of Police Knots on the Sega Saturn that I played. But uh, so whoever is out there that did it, uh, job well done, because uh, especially with point and click, sometimes you'll click on things you don't really expect to have like a response to. And, uh, you know, every one of those was translated. Like you could click on his watch and it'd be like, yep, that's my collector's watch that I got when I was uh, working on the space moon, you know? And it's like, okay, cool. You know, it's like, all yeah. right. you know, it was totally irrelevant really to the story, or at least at this point it is, but you know, uh, but uh, so far I haven't found anything that hasn't been translated and everything that has been translated has been uh, uh, very well done because there's a lot of, uh, you know, translations out there that are like, they'll say version 0.94 or something like that. And it's because they've got like 6% that hasn't been translated yet, right. you know? And, uh, uh, and most of those though have been great, but every once in a while you'll get to us, I'll get stuck. And it's like key point that I have to try to find, figure out what, what, what's being said because it wasn't actually translated, but, uh, police knots. Excellent. Very well done. Nice. Uh, Fan uh, translations have like a hard job to do because, yeah. uh, you know, there's there's stuff that you don't think about in like a translation that, uh, yeah, it, it is like this is why localizers are a thing. Yes. Is it's yes. it's not as simple as just like dropping in the text into Google Translate and then putting it back in the right. game, right? Because yep. uh, there are things that don't 
translate directly um and then even more than that there are references to like cultural significance things that like you just don't get not because you don't understand the words but because you don't know what that thing they're referencing is exactly and so localizers at nintendo typically have to just make a decision on like oh if they're talking about this one cultural thing how do we i'm drawing a blank on any examples but like Oh, I can give an example. So for like, uh, uh, in Japan, culturally, uh, when they sit around the table and they're going to eat, they say, itadakimasu. uh, uh, And I'm probably murdering that. But it just means kind of like, uh, sometimes they translate it as let's eat or let's be grateful for the food we're having together. Mm. But it's a cultural thing uh, that they say around dinner, you know. In America, you know, some people pray, some people just eat or say, you know, down the hatch or whatever, you know, but, uh, you know, it's not a, it's, but over there, that's a very big deal, you know, at least in a lot of anime and and TV dramas that I've watched. uh, And even when I was over there, yeah, absolutely. And so that cultural thing, how do you translate that to something uh, to, uh, you know, and sometimes it is as simple as like I've seen it as translated as down the hatch. I've seen it as let's eat or yeah. I've even seen it as, you know, thank God for the food, you know, whatever. Uh, and, you know, and yeah. like you said, and I think fan translators have a hard time because they have to culturally fit that into the situation of the storyline. Yeah, but also make sense like, to an American. Make it make sense. Like, is this what the character would say? Is this how they would say? Yes. Like, uh, and I think, and, and you know, and it's hard because you know, some people will be some people who like know Japanese or that language may be like, oh, that's totally off. They totally translated that wrong. But that's not necessary. Just like necessarily true. Like you said, they probably were trying to localize it and make it make sense right. to the general audience not necessarily say people who would translate it anyway yeah so with their own knowledge yeah that's really cool uh i i don't play a lot of fan translations the one that i have spent the most time with is mother three Um, yeah i tried to pick up live alive and play that which recently came out on the switch as like an official remaster and translation yeah Uh, i didn't play that i've just played the snes um fan translation just like a little bit not very much um but but mother three i've played like a good quarter to half of that game somewhere around there and uh that translation is famous for being like a really good really comprehensive translation to a, a game which is infamously not come to north america despite massive outburst and recognition of its of fan desire uh by nintendo i don't understand nintendo has there is official uh nintendo video that played at like e3 of them literally mocking the people who want mother three to come to north america unbelievable it's crazy so like they know that we want it and they right. just don't want to do it i don't know anyway that's amazing uh, to me because, yeah you introduced me to the mother games i had never really played them and i and you know 
like you, I played that Mother 3 translation based on your recommendation. Uh, yeah. In fact, I tried to play all of them just to get a taste of them. And man, that's a tough game. That would be a hard game to oh, translate because yeah. it's such a strange game, honestly, you know, right. uh, in, in a very good way. I absolutely, uh, I'm a total mother fan now. I mean, those games are awesome, you know, oh, yeah. but, uh, uh, I really, yeah, I'd never gotten into them and it just makes me sad because like police nuts and like, uh, final fantasy two came over to America, but it took a long time and it came out as like, was it Final Fantasy four or some other number? So the numbers got all jumbled up and well, it, so you know a Final Fantasy one I think was Final Fantasy one. Yes. And then Final Fantasy two, I think was Final Fantasy four. That's what I think too. Yeah. I that's what I remember. Which so we got Final Fantasy four in North America, but it it uh it was, it was called Final Fantasy two. Yeah. yeah. And then Final, I know for sure Final Fantasy VI came to North America as Final Fantasy III. Yeah, what a mess. Yeah, anyway. Uh, so then later we got we got official translations and ports and remakes or whatever of Final yeah, Fantasy. Yeah, they kind of reor yeah, and fixed uh, it. Two and three and five. Yes. At yeah. later times. Uh, at later anyway. Point. But, you know, it was, I, I did play a translation of, of one of those and, uh, uh, and it was really well done. I think it was number two, you know, as number two, you know, yeah. uh, uh, so anyway, mother yeah. three though, mother three. Yeah. That translation is really, really good. Um, and like you said, like they, the, those, those games are so weird yeah. and, and so much about the words that are used like the language oh. and the style of the language yes. is so important to those games that it like is. translating it right is really critical i yeah. think that the reason that it didn't get or one of the reasons that it isn't ever hasn't been officially localized and brought to north america by nintendo is that uh and maybe now is the right time but i think yeah. uh like in japan and look, I'm speaking to a thing that I actually don't know that much about, but I believe that in Japan, um, sexuality is a little bit less uh, culturally relevant, maybe, as it is in North America, right? Like, America's got, like, a very big hang-up on sexuality and, yes. and uh, the specifically, uh, there are some characters that are, like, probably, you could be read as transgender maybe um although like the literal like the the in-game explanation for them is that they're just like beings that don't don't have a gender they don't have gender and they don't they're like beyond our perception of that kind of thing so they look like they're cross-dressing men yeah uh which is maybe it could be read as either insensitive to the trans community or I think the, the thing Nintendo's afraid of is that it would upset conservative yeah. groups here because it, yeah, that's it an interesting, promotes... you know, that's an interesting point, you know? Uh, uh, yeah. I didn't think of that, but you're right. Yeah. I mean, that could definitely be an issue. I mean, or seen as a, right. Anyway, but like th- that kind of thing is part of what has to be taken into account in the, in the translation. 
Right. Uh, but it's it's a really cool project. I'm really glad that it's done because oh yeah, it, yeah. It, it, that it was done because that game follows up a game that did come to North America and is like yeah, that's I think one part. of the most special games of all time. Uh, that obviously is like since been transcended, but uh, yeah, uh, not being able to f- play the follow up to it. Uh, would always haunt me if the if this fan translation wasn't available right yeah i so, agree yeah that's 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 my experience with uh with fan translations i think they're really cool it's, yeah. it's it always blows me away how much work is done by people for free yeah just because they love the thing yeah and they they bring it to more people and you know i think that's really cool I do too. And, and I'm so, yeah, shout out to all the translators out there because it's just, man, I just am so grateful because there are so many, truly there are so many games that have uh, not been made available in the U S that, uh, that I've come to love like yeah. mother, you know, and uh, mother three and, uh, uh, and yeah, you know, even my police knots experience would not happen without that translation. So, um so let's move on to the next one which is uh fan um we'll say remakes yeah fan fan okay. remakes i guess yeah uh so like am2r is the one specifically i'm thinking of uh and there's plenty of other examples but we're not going to talk about everything that's just the one I, I have the most fondness for um so am2r is a remake, a fan remake of a Metroid two, which is the game boy game follow up to Metroid. And, and I think it's another Metroid two remake because that game Metroid two was stuck on the game boy, which was a pretty limiting system. It was pretty. And I have played all the way through Metroid two on the game boy, which is amazing. Yeah. Uh, And it, without any save states, that's so crazy. I, I, so I truthfully, I didn't play it on. Well, I played a little bit of it on the Game Boy, but I played most of it on the Super Game Boy on the Super Nintendo. Oh, that's um, right. That's right. But uh, still, I played it on original hardware, and it, yeah, uh, its save system is is you know not great. It's it's a slow game, kind of. I mean, it's it's short, but it's kind of slow. You got to navigate the world. It's it's on such limited hardware that. Uh, you know, it, it, that's why it's was made. People love Metroid, and so fans remade it more than once, trying to you know people. Have, um, I think people have made it in like uh, uh, Super Metroid ROM hacks, uh, you yeah. know, stuff like that. But um, AM2R was like a full fan game from beginning to end, and I think they even added like a post game to it. Really? Um, oh. In in the style of Metroid Zero Mission, where Metroid Zero Mission was the original Metroid remade on the Game Boy Advance, and then they like yeah. added a post game, like lengthener to it. Uh, and that was really well done, really cool. And of course, in classic Nintendo fashion, as soon as it became well known around the internet that this thing was out, um, Nintendo shut it down. So it was only up for like a week before. It was gone, um, which is a shame because it was really good. Um, of course, Nintendo's reason for it is, uh, well, I mean, they shut down everything all the time, but 
Yeah. In this case, it was actually not long before Nintendo officially announced and released a yes. real Metroid 2 remake on the 3DS. Right. Uh, Which I loved. I, I loved. I bought. I pre-ordered that and ordered. You know, it was a fun. You know, it was great. Great uh, yeah. remake, but uh, you know. Yeah, the AM two R is that what? Yeah, AM two R. Yeah, I definitely have to see if I can find that somewhere. Yeah, I think it's if you try hard enough, I think you can find it. Yeah. Uh, the are there any fan remakes that you have played? You know, the, you know, this is an area that I'm really kind of uh, not. Uh, I don't have a lot of experience with. I played a couple Zelda ones mm-hmm. that were like. Uh, uh and you know this was yeah this was forever ago. this was when uh this was in the early days where you know it was like oh we can emulate like the the nes and then people started you know actually you know hacking the roms and making their own versions and stuff like that so it was really early days where i was like uh the zelda remake had to be played of course on a on an NES, it wasn't made for like, say super NES or anything like that. You had to, uh, uh, emulate, uh, on the original system. Uh, but, uh, there was some really neat things that people were doing to like, not necessarily, you know, at first I was kind of like, Oh, they're just making the games easier or they're just, you know, but you know, people were really adding some great storylines or changing it up so that, you know, in some ways it was easier, but it was also harder, uh, in how they order, you know, they kind of reordered, uh, how you would follow the storyline, etc. But, uh, uh, you know, I thought it was really cool, but yeah, I don't have a lot of experience. And in fact, I, I definitely need to check out that AM2R. I remember oh, yeah. it. I remember it being out and I remember it being shut down and that's about, you know, that's what well, I remember. So it was a little bit ago. I just was looking it up. There's also this one very similar style. Uh, there was a, metroid prime 2d remake a fan project uh, it was going to be remake all of metroid prime in a 2d style oh that'd be sweet which was really cool it wasn't a very big they just had released a demo of it yeah it was really cool i played through the 15 20 minute long demo and was really blown away and then of course nintendo found out about it and shut it down which is uh sad and they kind of, uh, you know, when I've read about those, they call them like demakes or something like that, don't yeah. they? You know, yeah, sometimes kind of, they do demakes. You know, and, and, and it's not, that's not necessarily always true, but I know that they get kind of put into that category sometimes. But I right. like that idea of, like you said, like, oh, let's, you know, it's like even that Metroid 2 game for the Game Boy, uh, the original, it, you know, it, it felt like they had to really just take metroid and make it in its most rawest form and you know just to get it to work on the game boy uh you know i mean that thing had like you know two kilobytes of screen memory i mean it was ridiculous uh what they had to work with uh for that i was reading an article about uh the the guy that made uh r-type for Mm -hmm. uh, i think it was was it r-type or no i think it was just called r type and then there was an r type 2 for the game boy but he only did the original the r uh r type and uh he was kind of he was kind of relating it to how people are making d makes uh you know and yeah you know uh 
he said that he had to really like do so many tricks with that screen to kind of fool you into seeing more things than you were really seeing or like, you know, uh, he even said, you know, you'll notice like when you get to the boss at the end of the first level, there's a little pause there. And that pause is there because I had to dump all the memory uh, in, just so I could load up this new uh, boss, uh, which is, you know, they normally wouldn't do that, you know, and, you know, you'd have a very straight through game. But he actually had to kind of put a little pause in there, dump the screen memory and then load up all new sprites. That's funny pretty crazy but uh but i love that idea of taking you know something from like uh newer a newer game that has a lot of because sometimes uh uh, the story gets lost in the technology you know you're like oh this is flashy it's 3d it's really pretty but if you take that game and put it down to like a 2d game and focus on the story i think that's i think that's pretty cool uh what about ROM hacks? Have you played any? This is the next category I wanted to touch on. Is is ROM yeah, hacks? Yeah, define ROM hack. So, so, th- I mean, there's a wide amount of ROM hacks, right? There's, yeah. uh, there's all sorts of them. But basically, taking a game, an official game, uh, and then modifying it so that it can be in any number of ways, so that you yeah. can create a new game out of the, you know, the base parts of an of a, the original game or just like making so like here's a good example is is kaizo mario which is essentially a rom hack for super mario world that just makes levels that are really hard levels to get through um gotcha. you know like basically the original super mario maker was rom hacks for mario world called kaizo mario wow uh, so that's one way is, is just making new levels for things. Yeah. Um, another thing, you know, another kind of ROM hack is uh, making improvements or changes to it. So like, like really simple stuff, like on PlayStation games, there are ROM hacks that can remove the dither from the oh. Im- image so that it, you know, looks, it, it depends on what you think about it. I like the dither in PlayStation games, but yeah uh you know some people prefer it not to be dithered and so they can run this rom hack on it that uh that de-dithers it uh like the castlevania games for game boy advance um the characters have like an outline on them so that they're easier to see on the tiny screen but when you play them emulated on a bigger screen uh or a brighter screen the uh it looks bad and yeah. so people have like gone in and hacked the ROM so that it just removes that from the character. Uh, it makes it easier to see. Gotcha. Um, I'm going to pause real quick. I got to go let my door open. My, my dog wants in. <laughs> I, I was seeing something going back and forth. Okay, he didn't want in immediately, but he's going to want in. Is the thing? Yeah, I saw I saw somebody want like a, yeah. a sh- shadow. So, uh, so anyway, so rom hack, rom hacks. Uh, uh, any the, good ones that you've played? So that's the thing. I was kind of hoping I could hear about some because I haven't played a ton of rom hacks. Yeah, um, I'm a weirdo when it comes to games, and I tend to just be like a some might say like a purist 
Excuse See, that's me. where I kind of get in trouble too. Is I'm 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 a purist in a lot of ways, you know. Yeah, I just uh, I don't know for some reason I'm like, oh, but this isn't how it was originally. You know, I just yeah. want to play the original game. Yeah, I'm a big fan of like you know, and I I think it's great that people you know I'm it's not like I'm against ROM hacks or anything like that, and I think that if if it gets people to enjoy a game in a different way, that's yeah. awesome. Uh, but for me, yeah, I tend to be a purist. Uh, you know, some of the hacks that I've seen uh, are ones that have, like, say, uh, they have a built-in cheat. So, like, you know, Contra automatically gives you unlimited lives. And so you load up the game, and you, sure. don't, even have, you don't even have to load a cheat program or anything. Uh, you know, I've seen some hacks like that, and, uh, and those are fine because, it, you know, uh, I think Contra, as an example... Uh, it's a really hard game and uh, for, well, it was for me. And, uh, you know, I remember getting to like level four on the NES version and like nobody in my neighborhood had gotten to level four. I was like so proud, you know. You're like, no, really, Uh, there's aliens in this game. I swear. They're they're, they're really there, you know, and it's like, uh, but uh, uh, being able to play it, when the 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 konami cheat when people discovered the konami cheat yeah. uh you know so same same thing it gave you 30 lives so uh but i remember me and my friends just playing it and having so much more fun with that cheat because we could just play together on screen not worry about our lives and just have fun playing you know just going through the levels uh and uh uh so I've seen some hacks like that that are kind of nice uh, and convenient and uh, gives people the ability to play a game uh, and play through a game that they may not have got to play through. Uh, so those are the most common hacks that I've seen are ones that have been designed to just make a game easier. Um, uh, and then I saw one that had like it was similar to like one of the, it was one of the Mario games and they basically uh, changed some of the sprites so that uh, uh, they basically made, they just remade the whole game with different sprites. And so it kind of just gave you a different experience, but really the playability was the same because there was no change in the actual levels. It was just the change of how it looked throughout the whole game. And I've seen some of those and those are kind of cool because once again, it kind of forces you to re-experience the game in maybe a different way, even though it's still the same levels and the same characters that you're uh, working with. But, uh, but that's about it for, for ROM hacks, sadly. Because I'm just a purist. I, I prefer to play yeah. the original, the author, you know, what the author intended, you know, kind of guy. Well, there, I mean, yeah. So you, you brought up that there are uh, ROM hacks that make things easier. There's also, uh, so I haven't played these, but, you know, I think they're neat ideas. I've seen, like, they've added multiplayer to games that didn't really originally have it. Like, That's cool. Uh, you know super mario 64 and adding like luigi as a second playable oh, character cool. yeah you know uh there's there's cool stuff like that there are people who are like making new levels for mario 64 uh just like entirely new like story like levels um 
I mentioned earlier, like Pokemon. Uh, there are like yeah Pokemon yeah. ROM hacks. There's like a billion Pokemon ROM hacks. Oh, there are uh, yes. and fan games that like add new uh, Pokemon, add new regions, and then new Pokemon. So like it's a whole new Pokemon game, but using like the Pokemon engine of like Pokemon. Yeah, Emerald they're just basically using the engine. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and that's amazing because I I think that the the Pokemon worlds, there's so much creativity in them that you could go anywhere with that. If you, you know, you could just do so much with that. I remember there was one that I did. It was a hack that basically you started the game and uh, you could pick your starting, uh, your starting care, your starting Pokemon. there was a list and it might've been the entire list of that game. It was amazing. So you got to pick like basically anything you wanted to start with. And that was really kind of fun. Uh, you know, just being able to pick a character, you know, a, a particular, uh, Pokemon that you wouldn't normally start with. was right. pretty cool. And that's uh, simple. That's nothing. There's, there's also, here's a cool one. Um, super Mario land two, six golden coins DX. So, you know how like uh, um, a link to the past got a DX re-release on the Game Boy Color? It did, yeah. Um, Tetris DX, added, yeah, yeah, and Tetris too. Um, and so they were Game Boy games that got like uh, like an update sort of uh, yeah. on the Game Boy Color, and they added in they added color obviously to the game for the Game Boy Color, but then also like for uh, for a link to the past they added color dungeons which was like yeah. a or i think it was just a single dungeon that they added that had like had color in it so that like hmm. the games or like the dungeons theme revolved around being able to see the colors in the dungeon awesome. um and uh anyway uh there's like updates to <laughs> games that people have done like rom hacks that people have done that are like the original game but they did the dx they they added color to it that's Um, great that's great you know to small other bug fixes and stuff sure Uh, there's um you know like adding saving to games that didn't have it on like the nes or whatever stuff like that's pretty cool and I've seen some other ones where, and that's, I'm glad you brought some of that stuff up because I've seen some games like that were famous for stuttering, even on the, you know, on the original hardware right. and, uh, and even in emulation, they would stutter, uh, mm-hmm. because, but they fixed that, you know, they've yeah, gone yeah. in there and, you know, hacked the, the ROM so that, that the stuttering is fixed. And that's, you know, that's cool. That's, I, I can totally, you know, I, I would dig that. I can totally see that being fun. Yeah, so uh, so that's that category. What's the what's the yeah. next category that we were going to talk about? Uh, we have undubs, and we have uh, what was the other one? Uh, the the one that you had a hard time remembering the last time. Darn. Yeah, I should have wrote them down, but I didn't. I know. So all right, that's well, all right. We don't get to it. We don't get to it. Well, but, we'll uh, do undubs then. Uh, yeah, let's talk about undubs. You're so I, you're going to be the expert here. This is my expert. Yeah. Uh, topic i guess for the for our well and and truly uh i get a nerd out a little bit here so undubs really became kind of a thing so really what that is is uh 
games like, say, for example, uh, Final Fantasy XII. That's a good example. Final Fantasy XII came over to America and it got an English translation, got English voices. So anytime, you know, there were voices being spoken, it was, right. you know, American or English actors doing the, 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 the talking. So uh, why would you want an undub? Well, there are nerds like me who are especially, and I really do feel like the, the anime junkie uh, nerds like myself, uh, this is where this kind of really comes into play is that, you know, in Japan, uh, voice acting is a very serious uh, career over there. It's incredibly competitive. It's, uh, you know, people go to college for this for years. I mean, it's just, it's crazy how, how uh, serious it's taken. And, uh, and for a, a lot of people, including myself that are, uh, we pre I prefer uh, the uh, undubbed versions of anime. And so, you know, a lot of times anime comes out and the first thing they do is they do a translation, uh, a text translation, and it comes over to America. And then later they may dub it or whatever. Uh, but I've always, I, and maybe it's because I started watching so much anime that was in Japanese uh, first, uh, that I really came to really respect and love, uh, even though I may not understand everything, which I certainly don't, uh, I preferred that voice acting uh, over the American uh, ones. And there are some good voice actors there, but honestly, most of the time, it, for me personally, they're not. They're not good. You know, they're really cheesy. They come off, you know, they, they change the game because they, they come off as really cheesy. They yeah. come off as stale, uh, you know. And so, you know, for me, a lot of times those dubs can just ruin the game. So undubs, uh, people have gone and taken the game and replaced the audio files with the original Japanese audio files in and put it into the American version of the game. So what that does is we get the subtitles from, you know, a lot of games have both subtitles and the uh, uh, American audio. Uh, this just replaces the, the, the English audio. And so uh, undubs has become quite a thing, actually. Uh, and I love it. And in fact, nowadays, uh, and, and you've probably seen this, a lot of games now you can actually uh, choose whether yeah. you want the original or the, you know, the Japanese or the American, you know, an yeah. American voice. And I'm so happy about that. Uh, and, and I'll use Final Fantasy 12 again as my example. Uh, you can now, like if you buy a, a version of that site, like I bought it for the Steam Deck on, for Steam. And uh, yes, you know, it was an additional download, but I, of course, happily downloaded the, the original Japanese audio and could play that. But for a long time, that wasn't available. And so undubs, like, say, uh, there's some great PS2 games, for example, that I've been playing lately that have been uh, undubbed. Uh, uh, Mobile Suit Gundam games. Uh, Federation versus Xeon is one of the a really good Mobile Suit Gundam game. And you know, it's these space battles with robots and and the games in Japan used the original anime 
artists, the the uh, uh, people who did the audio. So you had, you know, these when you played the game, it was like you were experiencing the anime. Uh, the American versions, I, I don't I, honestly, I don't know who they used, but it just it just came off as ridiculous. And so being able to play the undubbed versions has been uh, uh, a big deal for for an anime nerd like myself. So. Uh, so there's some great translations out there. I'm very happy that it's becoming more common on modern games or uh, games that have been updated, like uh, HD versions of older games are now uh, getting uh, giving you a choice of what audio to use. Yeah. Um, but for me, that makes the game a much more enjoyable experience, uh, of course, specifically for... Uh, Japanese RPG, uh, Japanese games in general. Phew. All right. Well, I don't remember that last category. But oh, darn. That's all right. It's it's fine. We I think we could wrap this one up and make this our first under an hour episode in a while. <laughs> yeah, just barely, but we did it. Yeah. So, uh, that was just our discussion on some fan projects. Yeah. I love them. Keep making them. Please do. Uh, yeah. I will continue. keep trying to play them. All right. Uh, yeah, I think this is good. This is good for this week. We, yeah. we don't need to say anything else. Uh, thanks for listening, everybody. Thanks. Um, and uh, we'll see you next time.